Hello and welcome to Faith Talk. I am your host, Lolita Jones. I thank God for you joining us right here on Life Changers Conference Call. I thank God for each and every one of you. Oh, this is a wonderful day to be in the land of the living. We are continuing our spiritual renewal consecration. It started on January 2nd, and it shall end on Friday, February 10th. That is 30 days, Monday through Friday. So it's not too late to join us. Come on and join us. We thank God for each and every one of you that have that that, that have taken time out to be with us on this evening. And there is a word from the Lord just for you. Are you ready? Get your notebooks and your pens to get ready to take notes. God bless you. And I just want to thank and praise God for each and every one of you, like I first said. And we're going to go quickly to our word of God after this word of prayer, Father God, in Jesus Christ. We give you glory right now. Father, I give you praise. I thank you that you are God and there's none other like you, oh God. Father, I thank you that you continue to sit up on your throne and yet you desire relationship with us. We are your handiwork. We, you handpicked us unto yourself and you found great pleasure in doing so. And I glorify you this evening and I magnify your holy and righteous name. I thank you for every uh, listener on the, under the sound of my voice right now. God, every person, no matter where they are in, the, in this earth, God, I thank you for them in the name of Jesus because, God, we are, we are determined to see what the end is going to be. And, God, even while we're waiting to see what the end is going to be, we're going to enjoy the good life that Jesus promised us. Over in John 10, he said, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly to its fullest. So, Father, we thank you right now. Father, we, I ask you, oh, God, to give me the words to say. I'm, I'm going to deliver the, the, this, this word on this evening the same way you have given it to me. In the name of Jesus, let it touch every heart, oh, God. Father, I humble myself before you right now. Let, the, let, let your word, let them hear your voice as I speak in the name of Jesus. Father, and I give you glory, honor, and praise. Amen and amen. I thank God for each and every one of you. Um, I, um, I have a couple of scriptures. The first scripture is coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. 1 Corinthians 5, verse 7. Yes. And it says, so we walk by faith and not by sight. Ah, that's an easy one. Um, Psalm 119, verse 133 says, order my steps in thy word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. In other words, it's saying, don't let no sin control. Second Kings 4, 8 through 37, which I am not going to read it all. It talks about the, um, the Shunammite woman and prophet Elisha. Over in verse 16, it says, and Elisha said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. She conceived and bore a son that season that was prophesied to her. In verse 18, it says, and when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. Verse 19, he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to, the, to a lad, carry him to his mother. And when he had 
taken him and brought him to his mother. He sat on her knee till noon and then died. This woman didn't cry when she saw her son take his last breath. She wasn't screaming. She didn't give in. But one thing she did was held on to the promise. She held on to the promise that came from God through his prophet that it was her season. It was her season to be a mother. It was her season to have a son. It was her season to enjoy life. It was her season. The promise and her faith joined together that guided her footsteps to the prophet. This woman was human as we are. She didn't have Facebook nor GPS to give her the prophet's location. I believe that inner voice that was activated by her faith told her his exact location. One thing about believers, one thing about the, the, the people of God, we don't need anybody's approval for the promises that God made to us. Verse 25 says, so she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi, his servant, behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Elisha and the woman was being led by the spirit of the living God. Why don't you tell yourself, my steps are being ordered. Other people may give up. But I have to believe, God, that whatever he promised me, I'm reaching with my hand of faith and I'm grabbing it. In verse 30, it says, the woman, the, the mother of the child said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. This Shunammite woman, she sounded like Jacob. You remember Jacob over in the book of Genesis? Yeah, the same one that was fighting with the angel. He told the angel, I won't let you go until you bless my soul. How bad do you want the promise? Sometimes we as believers, we have to ask ourselves some questions. How bad do I want it? God promised me this. Am I willing to, to fight the good fight of faith? There's two types of fights in this world. There's a bad fight when you're trying to injure somebody or when you're trying to prove somebody wrong. And then there's the good fight, which you're going to say, I don't care what happens. I'm going to stand in my faith. I don't care what comes against me. I'm going to stand in my faith, and I'm going to see everything come to pass that God has promised me. God has made us promises, and we have to be willing to stay steadfast and unmovable. The Word of God says four times over in Habakkuk, over in Romans, over in Galatians, over in Hebrews, it says the just shall live by faith. Are we living by faith? Are we living by faith? We need to say, Lord, order my steps. Mm. Verse 32 says, Elisha came into the house and saw the child dead laying in his bed. Elisha shut the door and prayed. Sometimes we're going through different things in our life. And the enemy want to say, uh-huh, you said the, the Lord promised you that. You see, it just shriveled up and died. 
You said the Lord would go prosper you, and you don't even have $40 in your account. You, you said the Lord was going to do this for you and going to do that for you, and look where you're at now. You're worse off now than you were before, but I want to tell you today, if you just can hold on a little while longer, because the promises of God is sure, I'm telling you, I'm a living witness. This is my story today. I'm a living witness that the promises of God is sure, and that when we pray, something happens when we pray. Prayer doesn't change God's mind. Prayer changes us. Prayer changes our situation. Oh, the power of the living God will fill the room. When we pray, it's like we're standing before the throne of the most high God. Lord, order my steps. Verse 34 says that Elisha went and laid on the town. His mouth upon the child's mouth. His eyes upon the child's eyes his hands upon the child's hands, and stretched himself upon the child. The child's body started warming up. This is what the word says. Verse 35, Elisha got up and started walking around the house. Sometimes as parents, we start walking around the house. When, we, when our child, when we haven't heard from them in a while, when we haven't seen our children, when we're in certain situations that will make you get up and walk the house. But even while we walk in the house, the Lord is ordering our steps like he was doing Elisha. Hallelujah. He went back into the room, then laid on the child again. And the Bible says in that same verse, the child sneezed seven times, and the child then opened his eyes. How many of you have been waiting on the promise or you've seen the promise come to pass, and it seems as though the, the promise is stillborn? The promise has died. I want you to know right now that God is not slack concerning his promises. He hears the cries and the prayers of the righteous. We are his children. We're the sheep of his pasture. God is not about to turn his back on us. He's not about to leave us destitute. He said in his word several times in the Old Testament, I will not allow you to be put to shame. God's promises, if we can just hold on with our faith, if, if, if everybody else fell, fall up under the pressure, I guarantee you if you just hold on a little while longer, just hold and just stand. Stand as though, that I, I, I hear you, Holy Spirit, stand with your Lord good about with truth. Stand with the breastplate of righteousness. Stand knowing that God, the same God that created the heaven and the the heaven and the earth is the same God that would manifest your blessing in your life. When our steps are ordered by the Lord, death can't stop us. Why would you say that, Evangelist? I'm going to tell you why I say that in Luke chapter 7. I got to wake up the widow woman over in Luke chapter 7. She was leaving out of the gate of Nan, the city of Nan, about to go bury her only, her only son. She was already a widow, and she was going in a funeral processional to bury her one and only son. But the Bible says, the Bible says, as she was departing out of the city of man, Jesus was entering into that city of man. What happens when life and death pass by each other? 
There's more power in life than it is in death. Don't play with me. There is more. I hear you, Holy Spirit. There is more power in life than there is in death. I hear God saying, if you can just believe me and stand before my word, you will see life in that situation. When Jesus, uh, the word of God says, he was filled with compassion for this widow woman that's about to bury her only son. I believe in my sanctified mind that Jesus, this was before he went to the cross, he was still performing miracles. He was with the disciples, and he, it was also, a, if you read the scripture in Luke chapter 7, it will tell you that a multitude of people was following behind Jesus. I believe Jesus was thinking about his own mother when, when she's going to stand at the foot of the cross watching her one and her oldest son die for the sins of this world. So Jesus was moved with compassion for this mother, for this widow woman. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus said in John 11 and 25, I am the resurrection and the life. That's what he said. When life and death pass by each other, death has to bow to the presence of the life giver, which is Jesus Christ. Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians 15, 55. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Wherever Jesus is, there is life. Jesus saw this woman and was moved with compassion. I wonder what the crowd was thinking. Sometimes we get so caught up in the crowd, but I'm happy that Jesus was focused on the mission that he knew his mission, why God sent him to this earth. He knew his mission. He said, I was coming to do the work of my father. He's not like us focusing on what he's saying, she's saying, they say, and they say. He's not concerned about what our fellow worshipers are saying concerning us because God just blessed us with a million-dollar blessing. He's not concerned about what God is saying about us when our, our son or our daughter is living a homosexual or lesbian lifestyle. He kept his focus on the work that God sent him to do. We as believers have to keep our focus on, on God. When we keep our focus on God, all the other garbage go fall. Oh, oh, please, ain't nobody going to listen to that because they're going to see you and say, no, 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 no. That's, it, it don't matter. It don't matter the lifestyle the hotel I live in right now because, because uh, God made her a promise. She focused on the promise. She's focused on God. These people, the multitude that was following Jesus and those that were carrying the coffin to the burial grave, they were about to see a miracle performed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Some of them were wondering, who is this man? Don't he see we on our way to bury this only son? The, the multitude that was with Jesus was probably saying, we're tired, hungry, and our feet hurt, and we're tired of crying. What do this man want? Do you know if you were in either crowd, you probably would have been saying something too. Many of our friends and the people that we hang around, they've been mumbling, grumbling, and complaining. We've got to leave them aside. That Shunammite woman, she didn't even, when her husband was trying to talk her out of going to the prophet, she didn't say nothing. She just said, uh, uh, fetch me, get a lass and fetch me, fetch me a ride. Uh, she, she, was, she wasn't concerned about what nobody was saying because that was the promise God made her. 
When God makes you a promise, it don't matter what anybody else has to say about the promise. If you hold true to the word of God, you will see that promise come to pass in your life, and all the bystanders will be in total awe of the glory of God. They will be in total awe. Why? Then they will know that your footsteps were ordered by the Lord. Every step you were taking was ordered by the Lord. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 32 and 27 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Some of us have hard situations. We have those impossible situations. But I want to tell you what, if you just keep believing God, give him the impossible and hard situations. The word of God tells us that we can cast all of our care upon him for he cares for us. We shouldn't be burdening ourselves down with the, the, the guilt and the worry of uh, uh, the stresses of life. We have a redeemer. We have the life giver. Jesus looked upon this woman with kindness and understanding as he uttered in a gentle, deep voice, don't cry. He said it loud enough that Luke recorded it in verse 13. Then Jesus operated in the spirit of his father, reached out and touched the coffin. Then the pallbearers stopped. Hallelujah. Something always happens when Jesus shows up. Then Jesus Christ, the life giver, said, Young man, I say unto you, get up. We need to look at ourselves in the mirror and tell ourselves, get up. Get up out of that mess that we're in. Get up from doubting. We're supposed to be believers. There should be faith found in the life of every believer. If we are believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, that takes faith right there. You never laid your eyes on Jesus. You've probably seen him in your dreams and seen him in your visions, but you have not physically touched him, nor have you laid eyes upon him. That takes faith. Why don't you just stretch your faith to believe God for the impossible in our life, in your life? The Bible says in verse 15, the dead man sat up and began to talk. Death bowed to the king of kings. Death departed because the life giver entered the atmosphere. We can say, Lord, order my steps. This Shunammite woman and this widow, the widow woman, she didn't say a word, but the Shunammite woman, she was determined. She was determined within her heart that nothing was going to snatch the promise out of her life. The enemy may think, and sometimes he make us think he's more powerful. But I'm here to let you know everything falls powerless to Jesus Christ. He is our Lord and our Savior. He is our master and our king, and he's ordering our steps. Don't think it's that happened since that you showed up on this prayer line tonight. I want to encourage you. It don't matter what I'm telling y'all. Y'all need to get my book. 
Uh, I, I have a sister, Supervisor Arlene Woodley, on the line tonight. <laughs> she know what I went through back in 1999. I was the Shunamite woman, the prophet. Mark Vereen gave me a prophecy at Willis Broadcasting. Right there on the third floor, telling me that God was going to give me a son. I didn't have a son. I had two daughters. I didn't want to hear none of that. I had two daughters. <laughs> but that, that prophecy that he gave, it resonated in my spirit. And the enemy was fighting me for that seed. Trust me. He fought me the whole nine months. He told me while I was in the uh, in labor. He told me after I came out of labor. He told me the, even the first thirty days of his life, of my son's life. He told me, but I was standing upon the promise of God. God, you sent this prophet. I didn't know who he was. He well known now. Everybody throughout the world know who Mark Marine is. Uh, uh, he he is now. He's a prophet. Trust me. If he says something, just expect it to come to pass. God uses prophets as his messengers. I wasn't expecting that message that day. I was enjoying my two daughters. But in my heart of hearts, I did want a son. In my heart of hearts, I wanted my own son. It's something about a woman that has a son. I, 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 I can't even explain it. But they tug at our, they tug at our hearts. But I just want you to know that the promise, the enemy fought me for the promise, but I was fighting back with my faith. The same way that Shulamite woman was. The same way we have to be, Lord, order my steps. God ordered her steps. He ordered her faith to believe him for the impossible. God is ordering us. It's, it's time to take a, a, a higher stance in God this year. 2020, uh, yep, 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 it's a lot of promises going to come, but I'm telling you, we're going to have to fight the good fight of faith this year. Don't look at your situation. Don't look at the circumstance. You stand in the word of the living God, knowing that your faith, the just shall live by faith. Many didn't make it until 2023. So many people I know of right now, I said it last night and I'm going to say it again, I know of over 25 people have left this earth since January 1st. Two people died on January 1st after they came in from the, their, their morning service, laid down to get some rest and go to the, their 11 o'clock service, never woke up again. Thanks. We have to fight the good fight. I guess I should have named it fight, fight the good fight of faith. But we have to fight. Our faith needs to, uh, I can't stress it more. Our faith in God, trust me. Bishop Willis, mm, the late Bishop Ellie Willis Sr., my mentor, <laughs> he will always tell me, Lolita, you don't have to fight with your words. You don't have to fight with your fist. You fight in prayer and let your faith guide you. I didn't understand it back then. She used to say that to me every day because I lived with him for two years. I didn't understand it back then. Oh, do I understand it now. <laughs> he prophesied to me back then. That was in 1991. 
kept saying, putting in my spirit, 91, 92, 93, 94. Didn't understand it back then. But do I understand it now? God has given us a weapon of mass destruction, which is our prayer life. Weapon of mass destruction. The enemy, I'm telling you right now, and if he's not doing it, that means you ain't praying right. And yes, I said it. If the enemy is not trying his best to distract you from praying, that means you really ain't praying. Because he will use every distraction, everything to distract you from getting in the presence of the Lord, from spending time with the Lord. He will distract you from making sure I still got my time. I got four minutes. Uh, he, he will distract you. Noise around you. The car acting up. The dishwasher acting Everything start acting up when you go into your prayer closet. Your phone hasn't run all week, and all of a sudden you say, I'm giving this time to the Lord. Lord, I just want to enter into your All of a sudden your phone starts buzzing on your nightstand. Everybody want to text you. You haven't received a text all week. It's a distraction. This is the season God has allowed us to enter into this new season. We actually entered into this spiritual season September of last year. This new season is going to take more prayer, more consecration, more time in the presence of the Lord. Oh, God, we need to stay in the presence of the Lord and allow God to order our steps. Order our steps. We shouldn't be asking, well, the, the speaker last night came out of Psalm 1. We shouldn't be asking advice from the, the evildoers. We can go right to the Lord and pray. Lord, what do you want me to do? I, I, I'm putting my, I'm putting my, I, I want my flesh to be back here. I want your will to be the. Uh, how, how you go handle this? I guarantee you, here answer you back. <laughs> Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, I've done what you said. Father, and I thank you for your word. Father, I pray that this word make every believer on this phone line God think. Think on the promises. Reminisce on the promises. Go back to, the, to get those promises that you promised them, and they're going to hold on to the promise as you order their steps. God, let their faith be the light to lead them in the name of Jesus. Father, you said in your word four times that the just shall live by faith. You're trying to get it into our spirits to live by faith. And, Father, I ask you in Jesus Christ to pour out your spirit upon the household of faith. God, pour it out on us today, more today than we did when we needed yesterday. So, Father, I ask you to breathe in our direction. God, every promise that you've made to us, God, in the name of Jesus, God, we are holding on to it. And this year, it will be manifested. God, we're going to talk about the promise. We don't have nothing to hide. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God, you spoke promises. God, you even spoke promises to, to some folks on this line that they will be millionaires. They don't have to wait 10 years. That can happen right now. Now, faith. We are operating in now faith. And, Father, I glorify you. I magnify you. Father, I praise you. Let your spirit dwell in us and on us like never before. That when we go into the marketplaces, when we go into the schoolhouses, even while we're in our home, God, the, 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 the fresh oil of your anointing, oh, God, it is, it, it, it's on us. That's a, that the, the, the atmosphere has to change. 
For your word says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The atmosphere has to change in the school system. The atmosphere has to change on our job. God, the atmosphere has to change even in our neighborhoods because the spirit of the Lord God is in us and he is on us. And we bless you right now. So God, Holy Spirit, I say thank you. Thank you. Pour out fresh oil, yes. Pour out fresh oil upon us. And I glorify you this day. And it is in Jesus Christ I pray. Amen and amen, 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 and amen. God bless you. Is God ordering your steps? That's what the message was about. Is God ordering your steps? Have God made you a promise? Don't you give in, nor do you give up. But you stand. The just shall live by faith. Stand on the promises of God. If that means you have to speak it, walk around your house and start speaking the promises of God in your life. I thank you for tuning in to Faith Talk Podcast. Yes, I am your host, Lolita Jones, and I want to invite you to like our Facebook page, Life Changers Ministries LCM, right there on Facebook. It's in purple and yellow. Like our page. You can also visit our website, lolitajoneslive.com, L-O-L-I-T-A-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E.com. I guarantee you, you will enjoy the website. There are devotions on there to encourage you, to help strengthen your faith. Is uh, My books are right there. Um, all you have to do is click on whichever book, and it'll take you to the website to order the book. And I also ask you to invite your friends to subscribe right here to this podcast, Faith Talk Podcast. It's on every platform. And I thank God that God is using Life Changers Ministries in these last and evil days to minister the good news and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout this earth. Thank you for partnering with us. Yes, you have partnered with us if you're listening to this podcast. It's not so much about a financial donation. It's about encouraging the people of God that they're able to go out and encourage others. So yes, you're partnering with Life Changers Ministries because we are about building the kingdom of God one soul at a time. Until the next time, continue to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. God bless you.